Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Mark Evans. Mark, you're the founder and CEO of Standard Sales Co., which I actually really, really like. Uh, and, and I'll tell you why in just a second. You're also the author of Raise Your Standards, the definitive guide to building seven-figure sales. Okay, Mark, you got everyone's attention. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> I, I want to point this out too as well. You're a sixth generation entrepreneur. So I got to ask you, what did your great, 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 great granddaddy or grandmom do? Well, that's an easy one because everybody in my family was in printing. They have been putting ink on paper for generations, goes back all the way to Ireland. And I was supposed to be the sixth generation, not only entrepreneur, but also the sixth generation printer. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I know the whole family is very sad about that. But uh, I did write a book. So I like that's kind of there, right? Yeah. No kidding. So basically from Gutenberg to, do you know the name of your, the first generation who got into it? Yeah, we looked it up. My wife is big into genealogy. So we yeah. checked that out recently and I forget exactly what the name is. It's it's yeah. blanket on me right now. Um, but yeah, all the way back from Ireland and England um, oh to the new world here in America. And then my parents, uh, they own their own small business and that's what really launched me into sales and loving entrepreneurs and um, just being fired up about business. What were they print? Do you know what they were printing that many generations ago? Yeah. I mean, it was like anything within the community, right? So it was community postings. It was, um, I think books even, and some things for the church were like the primary drivers of oh, yeah. business. So no, no figure there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's fascinating. You know, when you look at the uh, list of the 100 most influential people that have ever been on the mm-hmm. earth, uh, you know, uh, Gutenberg is always, it's, it's always a, I think it's, it's always a toss up between he and Jesus. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go. And now it's, it's really cool. Cause uh, my dad is now retired. And so we get to spend some time doing some really old, it's called letterpress. And so it's like an, not an ancient, but it's an older technique of printing. And so I've got two daughters that are eight and five who we've introduced into that. And uh, they love anything to do with stationary and printed material. So that's my little way of trying to pay it forward, even though I didn't go into the industry. That's so cool. So, you know, I can't go that back that many generations, but uh, let's see, it would be my great, 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 I think, I am not sure how many greats now, uh, but the very first one I know, uh, business owner, his name was Amos Elledge. That's an old timey name, right? Yeah, that's a good one. They got to bring that back. World, and so (laughs) what he did is he sold blocks of ice. No way. Yep. So he'd huff blocks of ice upstairs and into people's, uh, I guess, you know, early ice boxes. And yeah, that was his thing. So, so business ownership is in your blood. All right. So, um, so then you know, from your youth then, and you'd always been primed to be the heir to the printing (laughs) fortune. Uh, You went a different way. How did that happen? 
Yeah, well, I was recruited by a local company in Milwaukee. And when I say local, I mean Milwaukee, um, in which I got the great opportunity at a young age to not only learn the skill and I believe really a career of sales. As, as I was growing up as a young boy, my dad would always say, Mark, I want you to learn a trade like printing so you can go anywhere and do anything. And printing never really stuck. But what did was sales, right? And so I, I was able to learn the career of sales, professional selling at a younger age. And then I got into sales management as we became a very fast growing company. One thing led to another and I was recruited to, to lead a sales team that went from uh, just a dozen, maybe a handful of uh, salespeople to uh, 60 or 70 sales and service people in a very short amount of time. And it was those fundamental lessons I learned in growing both of those uh, sales teams rather rapidly uh, that I started to take into my own consulting business. And that's where I work with companies now, both small and medium size, to help them grow a sales team that can really scale and grow. Yeah. So talk to me about the type of, um, by the way, every any Anytime anyone mentions Milwaukee, I think of the line from Wayne's World when uh, <laughs> Alice Cooper. <laughs> the good line. Uh, in fact, is it Milwaukee an Indian name? <laughs> yes, Pete, it is. Actually, it's pronounced Miliwake, which is Algonquin for the good land. <laughs> yes. Classic. I was not aware Classic. of that. <laughs> I, but I would imagine you, you really enjoy it. So I'm, you and I kind of hit it off quickly. Yeah. We're both from the Midwest. I'm from Wisconsin, Milwaukee as well, or mm -hmm. uh, from uh, Wisconsin, Michigan as well. So we, we share a lot of like, commonality, commonalities and sensibilities. Yes. Uh, but um, so uh, now today, who would be the, your, kind of the ideal person that you serve? Yeah, that's a good audience. Yeah, that's a good question. So who I primarily serve are entrepreneurs, those that are a lot like my parents or, uh, you know, individuals that I've worked with in the past where maybe they've got a product, right? And they've got a business that that is good, but they want to take it to the next level, right? And so they're almost like, I almost relate it to, you know, since you're Josh, uh, a Wisconsinite, I'm going to say you're a Packers fan. If not, I'm inducting you into the Packer <laughs> football fan club. Um, I don't know. See, my wife is from Chicago. My oh, dad, no. we're from West Michigan. And so we've kind of leaned more toward the bears. Uh, so it's your show. I'll forgive you for yeah, that. Okay. All right, uh, but anyways, right. And so uh, working with these entrepreneurs, I see they're kind of like the head football coach of a sports team, uh, of a football team, but yet they also want to be the kicker. They also want to be the quarterback. They're yeah. also like the middle linebacker and they're the person selling popcorn and doing the parking, right? They're that entrepreneur that's trying to do all the things, be all the people. Um, and they're, they're just burnt out and they're tired. So I really work with companies primarily in the software and professional services firm, but that's not as important as the individual who says, hey, I've had enough here. I've got a great product. I need to take it to the next level. And right. that's where I've helped uh, a lot of companies put in the sales systems, processes, and procedures that they need to, to really scale and really grow. Yeah. So just a quick history lesson on um, kind of us and, and you know, some of the, the, the things that we've gone through. So um, my, my previous company, Savings Angel, was just kind of a direct-to-consumers product. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really need any like sales management. It was just kind of we made our offer and Based on the strength of that offer, we had people buying a $5 a week product. Now, with Up My Influence, you know, we typically, our clients are paying us about $1,000 to $1,500 a month. Mm -hmm. um, we provide a great service, but, you know, that absolutely requires retail sales where, yeah. you know, we're chatting with people and finding mm -hmm. out what their needs are, finding out if we can solve their needs, that sort of thing. And, and uh, you know, for the first four years, that that's all me. And then, of course, I think you typified exactly where I found myself. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and I'm doing every everything here. And mm -hmm. I've been at this now for a few years, really building something pretty amazing. But, I, you know, I really need to get a team put in place on some of these other things. We have an amazing operations team. We've got amazing mm -hmm. teams in other areas. Sales has been one of those things that 
two things. Number one, it's been hard for me to give up. Number yeah. two, uh, we've made plenty of mistakes. Uh, I've hired people that have gone, it's gone miserably. Mm-hmm. Um, I've hired good people that just wasn't a good fit. Um, I've tried to outsource it to an outside, outside team and yeah. that went terrible as well. Where do you see, I mean, obviously I've illustrated a few examples now. <laughs> I think where we're at right now, we're yeah. in a really good groove. We've really been able to promote from within and that sort of thing. Um, but what do you typically see in terms of, I mean, I gave you several examples of yeah. <laughs> business owners screw this thing up, but uh, which I have, where we've made plenty of mistakes in that. Uh, despite that, thankfully, we've been able to be uh, successful, I think, based on the strength of our product. But um, mm-hmm. where do you see a lot of uh, early stage businesses kind of making a lot of mistakes that like, mm, man, you don't, you shouldn't be doing that here. I can make your life easy. Yeah. I, I mean, you hit the common issues that so many entrepreneurs see. And I think it all boils down to culture and that CEO, that entrepreneur, not being very firm in what their culture and what they want out of their business is. right? And so they're willing to say like, ah, well, uh, I don't know what I want. I don't know exactly what this end game is going to look like. So um, you, know, you family member, you're fine. How about you come on over here? Or you person that I don't really yeah. know, but maybe you kind of fit with the, the culture of the sales here. Um, yeah. Let's have you come in. So I think that's where the mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make is not um, not thinking like, hey, where do I want to be in three, four, five years and thinking at it from a cultural level, even if this is their first sales hire um, and really shifting that focus to, hey, where do I want to go? What kind of sales environment, what kind of sales culture do I want to project? Yeah. So I've seen that with a sales culture, with any culture of a company, it's a lot like a magnet, right? It repels the individuals that are not a good fit for you, but it yep. also should attract those types of people that say, hey, I love what Josh is doing. I'm buying into what he's uh, looking for and I want to be a part of that. Um, So what about on the topic of specifically about bringing in somebody who can really lighten that load a little bit and and really can rise with your company? Like, how do you identify that person and how do you compensate that person? Especially if you're like, oh my gosh, if I'm going to pay this gal or this dude, you know, uh, $6,000 a month salary, And, you know, I'd rather just pay them for performance and commission. But if I do that, I'm not going to really get maybe the ideal person Mm -hmm. that I really need. Like, how do you navigate all of that? Yeah, well, it's definitely a balance, right? And it's not something that they teach you oftentimes, like in school, right? There's no like, hey, sales hire 101. But I think really the best part to start is really know, you know, I think we spend a lot of time, especially in marketing, Josh, right? Where we spend a lot of time on like the customer avatar and we try to get really specific with the demographics and the psychographics of who our ideal customers. But we don't spend that same amount of time with who our ideal candidate could be, right? So really thinking about, all right, who do I want? Do I want someone who's like Wolf of Wall Street, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we're throwing people at a target? Or do I need someone that's more consultative uh, and is going to be able to take more of a longer term approach? So I think identifying what that is first, right? So I think that's kind of the first thing of what do we need to look like? Who's our ideal candidate? When it comes to um, when it comes to the compensation aspect of sales, that's a tricky ball game, right? Um, there's so many different components and there's so many different books on it. But what I've really tried to do is, I, I mean, I try to make it equitable for all parties involved, right? Um, and, you know, going 100% commission 
that's, you know, there's people out there that are willing to do it. But personally, I don't know if I want them on my sales team, right? Yeah. I like someone that has a little bit of skin in the game when it comes to where we're going from a company. Same, I like having salespeople that are hungry, right? So I see a good mix with a lot of the companies that I work with. They're starting base salaries anywhere from thirty to $50,000. And then they're getting a, a commissionable uh, base, off, or I'm sorry, a commission based off of like first year sales, something like that. Um, yeah. And that's typically what we see. So it's like you want to come up with a high, I mean, and, and I mean, again, this, this could be different for every person and, mm -hmm. and every company, but, um, you know, make sure that, you know, their, their basics are covered. Yes. Like you're not going to mm -hmm. sink here. It's, you know, in terms of sink or swim, you're not going to sink here. Yes. Um, it's probably going to be uncomfortable if you're only making thirty fifty thousand $50,000 a year, you're probably not going to want to stay there, which is why there's so much upside potential. And we've really stacked the deck to make success inevitable for you. Mm -hmm. If you just follow the system. And, and I guess yes. that gets to my next question is how much of this sales system does the founder need to work out before they bring somebody in? Or, I mean, I guess the other side of it is they'd have to bring somebody in who has a lot of experience in developing sales systems and they have the, that experience. I mean, that's kind of it, right? Yeah, it can be. Or there's kind of a third option where you work on it together. And I've seen with companies where the founder has to develop the sales system with someone who's maybe less um, uh, less experienced when it comes to sales. So they don't bring maybe the bad habits that you would, right? What works at one company doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for your company, right? There's a lot of really good um, rules and procedures in place, but you really got to know your buyer. And so as that founder, as that entrepreneur, you got to be kind of steadfast to a point to say like, hey, no, this is how we sell. This is what our ideal customer wants out of this situation. So that's kind of the situation I would say. But uh, but then, you know, what I see a lot of sales companies and a lot of entrepreneurs um, miss is that they're just not adapting fast enough. Like, hey, we've got this sales system and that's it. Like it's never changing. And man, I, Josh, you know, as well as I do that, oh. you got to constantly be improving these. You got to constantly be tweaking how you're doing sales. You Speaking of that, Mark, one thing that I've done over the past 12 years is I've served as a consumer advocate and consumer expert. Like I've studied consumer behavior and I've led consumer behavior oh. and helping yeah. consumers to be much more skeptical and analytical and thoughtful about their decisions. Well, it's my experience, and I'd love your perspective on this because you've been in the sales training world for so long. Mm -hmm. um, have you seen um, evolutions in consumer behavior, particularly as more of us just live on the internet and mobile and social media? And how have you seen that impact consumers? And by the way, I need to point out the consumers are everybody. So yes. it doesn't matter if you're selling B2B, B2C, B2G, B2 alien. <laughs> I don't you know. Like everybody is a consumer. So we've yes. all learned these skills. Oh yeah. The internet has rapidly disrupted so many sales organizations. And I think that's where sales first got a bad rap, right? Is that used car salesman that you typically oh. think of, right? In the plaid like jacket and hey, you want two doors or four with that, Josh. Yeah. Um, right. That's where really a lot of salespeople got a bad rap. And the internet has massively disrupted that because there's more transparency than ever. But yeah. on that flip side, Josh, is buyers are busier than ever before. So I think now and what I preach to a lot of sales teams is that the money is in the follow-up. And I know I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, but I think it's important for the audience to understand that your buyer is now more busy, or I'm sorry, busier than ever before. The average executive, Josh, gets like 250 to 400 different emails on every single day. So specifically, if you're selling a B2B product and you think like your one email in the like dark, right? Like of, hey, like want to tell you about my great product is going to cut it. Like it ain't. 
Like that just ain't happening. Um, so what I really think, and I think how the internet has really changed this is that we need a variety of different approaches when it comes to sales. So whether you're B2C or B2B, right? You can't just send one email and cross your fingers and hope that this goes through. You got to be sending emails. You got to be sending video emails like you so awesomely send. Um, yeah. You got to be using direct mail. You got to be using the phone. You got to be using text message. You got to be using social media, um, you know, like a LinkedIn message, something like that, because you need to grab your buyer by the collar and shake them and say, Hey, I'm not going away. I'm not like those salespeople, you know, that leave you one voicemail and then you never hear from again. Yeah. That's the type of thing that we need to break people out of their apathy. Cause that's the biggest objection to sales right now. It's that, ah, I just don't know what to do, right? There's so much information. There's so many things. I need someone to help shake me out of my own apathy and lethargy to get me going in the right direction. You know, Mark, I got to tell you how excited I am to hear you share what you're sharing. And again, a little bit of insider baseball, like what, what we've been experiencing uh, is that up until, and, and, and I'm going to tell you this, and some people, like as I explain what we've been doing over the past four and a half years, they're probably going to feel a pit in their stomach and they're like, oh, what? How? How is this possible? You're, but you're probably going to be like, Josh, <laughs> Totally normal. But we've had we've had very like next to no like CRM work at all. Okay. Like I'll have a call with somebody, they'll express a buying intent. I'll send them an email. Uh, you know, thankfully we started doing video emails toward the yeah. beginning of this year. Uh, and then that's pretty much it. I send them one email and I just I get busy, they're busy. Yeah. And so, you know, our close rate is fairly minimal, um, but certainly enough that we've been able to grow and scale our business. So, I mean, mm -hmm. we've been lucky in that regard that we've survived based on our product being so darn good. So, we've gotten lots of uh, yes. word of mouth recommendations. But so, um, so up until this literally within a couple of weeks ago, my follow-up was just so horrible. I mean, it was non-existent basically. Okay. Everyone got one email, uh, personal email from me and that was pretty much it, which is terrible. Um, and um, so we've since uh, really adopted what you just said. So our follow-up cadence uh, is now every single day they get a touch where, you know, we're connecting with them and commenting and liking and retweeting awesome. and leaving reviews and we're saying nice things about them. Or we're yeah. sending them video emails and we're delivering them value. We're acting as if or we're actually going out and doing small assignments for them to act in preparation. If they've expressed a buying intent, we just start getting to work with them. And, uh, you know, to someone who's listening to our conversation, I mean, if you're otherwise like in our market, even if you're like, I am never going to buy a product from Josh, that's Okay. Mm -hmm. Join our sales cycle just so you can see what our follow-up system is. I feel like it's really good. And I really take a lot of what we do now from uh, a lot of Bob Bird philosophy of mm -hmm. just, you just, just give, yeah. give, give, give away value. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. You'll make it up in the back end from uh, people who choose to engage with you. But um, man, I, so I got to tell you, I'm just so, so grateful. That's so reaffirming to hear what you just shared right there. Oh yeah. Yours is awesome. I love your video. And for those that don't have this, you definitely got to get on Josh's stuff because the, one of the first uh, emails that you send is a video of you in front of the FBI building. And it's awesome. It's like, nobody's doing that. And it's yeah. so, so cool. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was really, really good. So you guys are doing great. Speaking of which you've been, you've mentioned this a couple of times and I am such an advocate for it. Um, is there's a couple of platforms that you can use. So we use bomb bomb, um, okay. to send video emails. And I can tell you, um, if you want to check this out and you want to, you know, uh, 
uh, you want to express some gratitude, we'll give, give away any commission to charity. But if you use our link, uh, I think it's upmyinfluence.com slash bomb, bomb, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B. Uh, and, um, but we're big, big fans. Of that. And I know there's a couple of other mm-hmm. video email yeah. platforms that you can use. Uh, but I could tell you from experience, I'd love your impression on this, uh, easily four to 10x engagement. Easily, oh, yeah. easily. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine you're scrolling through, like you're one of those busy people, Josh, right? Where you get a hundred uh, emails in a day. They're all text-based, right? You get a bunch of text messages, you get social notifications, maybe you get a call or two. Imagine going through your actual email inbox, text message, text message, text message. All of a sudden there's this video of like this smiling guy in front of the FBI building, like waving <laughs> to me, like, which, which video do you think I'm going to open? Like, which email do you think I'm going to open? Like, I'm a human, duh, I'm going to open up this one. This one yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, video email is the place to be. It's definitely where you want to go. When somebody, when a company or a founder uh, brings you in, Mark, and they're like, okay, Mark, I need your help. Um, what are your options that you offer them? Yeah. So I've got an online program that's called the 90 day sales blueprint. And so that's getting the finishing touches on it right now and be ready oh. by the first of the year. And so that's a 90 day blueprint where um, you're going to go through every single one of my modules. I've got five modules that take you from basically zero. Hey, I have no salesperson. I've got no sales, anything to we're going to find you a salesperson. Um, you're going to know exactly how to recruit for a salesperson. You're going to know exactly what to compensate them. And I'm going to coach you through every step of the way. Um, and then I work with coaching, right? And so I've got a monthly coaching package in which um, we do Zoom meetings with the sales team where I'm actively in the trenches with the sales team, helping them overcome objections that they're going through, helping them work on these outbound proactive sales strategies, kind of like what we talked about earlier. What what price points do you you mind sharing? Like, I mean, what does it cost to work with you? Because I know that there's Mm -hmm. people that are listening. They're like, I need this guy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no problem. So my uh, the 90-day sales blueprint is $2,000 or just a shade under $2,000. And that also gets you the 90 days of coaching as well, as well as the virtual package or the virtual learning. Uh, and then my monthly coaching packages are anywhere from fifteen dollars to $3,000 a month. $1,500 to $3,000. Yeah, obviously the idea then is mm-hmm. ROI. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Can yeah, I absolutely. help you make more money? <laughs> yes, yes. And for a lot of my clients, we've been able to do that. One company uh, that I was just at today, we added an additional one. 0.3 million in sales over this past year, which has been just awesome. Very, very exciting because I've been able no to work kidding. with them. Mark, yeah, how do you find your business? Uh, primarily, so right now it's a lot of word of the mouth. It's a lot of uh, entrepreneurs talking to other entrepreneurs. I also do a lot of speaking engagements as well. So selling from stage is something I'm getting better at. And then I've got a, a book that came out over the past couple of weeks, and that's been a great tool that people are sharing. Um, and then I'm getting a lot of business and other speaking engagements from that as well. Yeah, that's how do you when you say speaking engagements, what work do you do to attract more engagements? Yeah, so typically what's worked the best for me, and I don't know if this is any approach, but it's the one that's really working for me is I'll reach out to a lot of people in my network who are entrepreneurs. And I'll say, hey, how about you invite 15 to 20 people that are either in your space or are fellow entrepreneurs. I'll bring the books, you buy the lunch and provide the space. I'm going to give a 45 minute presentation. We'll do 15 minutes of Q&A. And that's a great, it's been really good because that individual who's sending out those invites is supplying value to their their network, right? So for example, I had a commercial realtor do this a couple weeks ago and he gained, I think like two or three deals just from that meeting because he's seen now as a connector. He's the guy that's bringing people in, right? He's providing value to people's life. And so that's a strategy that's worked really well for me uh, just over the past couple months. Mark, you're a cool guy. Mark Evans, you're the founder and CEO of Standard Sales Co. And you're on the web at Standard Sales 
Co. That's co.com. Mm-hmm. And you're also the author of Raise Your Standards, The Definitive Guide to Building Seven-Figure Sales. Now, is that book available where? Amazon. Yeah. Excellent. Amazon. Excellent. Yep. So you could just search Mark Evans. You could search for Raise Your Standards, The Definitive Guide to Building Seven-Figure Sales. Mark, it sounds pretty uh, enticing. I loved your message. And uh, you know, it, I'm just so grateful. Uh, it actually, I've gotten some affirmation from you today that has been you know, just based on the fact that we've just mm-hmm. implemented some of this stuff. It's, it's really, really great to hear, you know, kind of a voice yeah. of support. Nope. Josh doing the right thing. <laughs> I mean, CRM is the right thing to do. Actually yes. Following up with people. I encourage this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is all good things. All good things. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh, for having me. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.